It's Stompface, the Violence King. You're listening to the Mep Report. Enjoy, or I punch you. Left my home back in Omaha. See if I can make it out in the world. And I got as far as Wichita. Suddenly I wasn't sure anymore. Lost all my friends in Los Angeles. And I'm not welcome in New York. But I must stop back in Omaha. And welcome to Beverport number 77, April 20th, 2007. Welcome to our Bob Dylan Lovin'. Yes, Story is out wow. visiting uh, for nationals. He's joining a long line of judging directors of uh, national championships. And so he's out go. here and uh, we're doing our Eagle Studios recording from uh, Eagle Studios. So he is going to sound like he should sound. In this Riverdale. Is the story. New York City. Riverdale, New York City. This is Story HD. That's we right. almost had Russ in non-HD a second ago, but we, we resolved it. So yes. Russ was taking my mantle of person who sounds like a debilitated lisper. <laughs> well, for some reason, my TeamSpeak program had actually taken over a different microphone, which was the one that the FBI had placed in my apartment in a uh, <laughs> vent to record my life, and so that didn't yeah. come through too well. I don't know how yeah. they get any They're like picking up a third-hand bug. It was really terrible. Yeah. Is there like a logo? thing through that. Is there like a thing on the FBI webcam that just says FBI so you know, like a little U.S. symbol or flag, or is it like painted red, white, and blue, just so you know? No, but it does have to give you a disclosure that comes out of your wall every 10 minutes or so. <laughs> FBI warning. So. <laughs> this is copyrighted material of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Interpol will Duplication come and get you if you duplicate this. Conversations are prohibited by federal law. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anti-piracy warning. Except they just say prohibited by us. They're just prohibited by us because you know who we are right um so we want yes. to say hi to everyone out there and say hi to everyone for listening and we especially hi. want to say hello uh and thank if she's listening but we want to thank um the daughter of kurt vonnegut who is nice enough to write us and thank us for the uh kurt vonnegut tribute so we were very excited that we actually got kurt vonnegut's daughter to thank us for a tribute that was very cool we appreciate that and uh if you're listening <laughs> weird you know, to be so fair we, we didn't got her to thank us for something we didn't well, I mean, we want her to like, do that well we weren't like fair, thanking her. entirely of her volition <laughs> We, make her thank us. we didn't send her email saying, can you please thank <laughs> Out us of for nowhere. this tribute? Right? We, we did not hearken. We did not call. No. All we did was extract her tears by having a video of her. Extract which included, her tears. Which included a, a, you know, her as a 10-year-old looking at her father. So. That's true. Well, I mean, so that, I would have written an email. The, um, the everyone should be loved yes. quote. Is yes. That yes. Her? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. We pretty much... I didn't realize that cry. was her. But it was, was great, because it was like the easiest thing in the world to just be like, well, we were happy to record this guy who is like Rustin Story's <laughs> personal hero and that Greg has great respect for. That was no problem. So <laughs> yeah, Greg, Greg, Greg said that in the like, response email. Right. He was like, yeah, my, my two co cohorts on the Met Report really, really liked your dad. I thought he was fine. No, I, I also respect. liked him. I just no, wasn't, I you know, he's your personal <laughs> hero. Pretty good. You know. Yeah, it was like, yeah, you know. The problem is all the authors that I like were already dead by the time I got to them. Like, if if Shakespeare, like, came back to life and then died again, I'd be sad. Or if Tolkien, you know, like, that would be tough, but... Dude, could you imagine that, by yeah. the way? That would be a really trippy experience if Shakespeare just, like, came alive for, you know, seven and a half minutes in 2007. <laughs> that would be very <laughs> trippy. Just like, yeah. Oh my god, what brave new world that has such people in it! <laughs> he wants his YouTube tribute video, so that's why he has to for a week or so. I was actually reading on the way back, I picked Story and Emily up with Clea in the city, and I was reading them the email on my cell phone because I hadn't been able to get a hold of Story. So I was reading them the Vonnegut, the little the um, Lily Vonnegut uh, email, and so Story was like, "Can you do that while you're driving?" So we had this image that I was gonna like drive off the road, and then like Russ, you would have to do a tribute video for us, and it'd be like, you know, thank you for the moving tribute, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and then like you'd be reading it to your friend Piam in L.A., and you would get killed while you, you were walking into traffic, and like yeah. they'd do a tribute video for it you. It would be this chain reaction, of yeah. constant tribute people. videos. What a yeah. lovely imagination. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's true. Oh, I'm the optimist gosh. of the show, right? That's what I'm here for. So yeah. there's a lot that we have to talk about, guys. We haven't been together for a couple of weeks because of the Kurt Vonnegut thing last week and then everything that happened. So there's a whole bunch of stuff going on uh, out in the world today. Yeah. it's. Uh, I crazy. think most importantly, and if you guys don't mind, I'm going to lead off with the most important story, which was both featured on boingboing.net and then on the Colbert Report, um, I think a couple nights ago. Which Bring it. What do you got? That it turns out that there are two major national, no, one major scientific study that correlated the use of cell phones oh, to Jesus. the widespread destruction of bee colonies all over the world. You can put on and, a board! Yes! I mean, Greg, the thing is, Story and I knew that cell phones would inevitably lead to the end of the world. The only questions were, were how and when. Was, well, yeah, how <laughs> right, would it how happen? And when. And the right. didn't know it would be through fruit. soon and honeybees. <laughs> 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 no fruit. Everyone enjoy your uh, last piece of fruit because it's coming in about six seriously. months and you'll never have fruit again. They can make cell phone resistant strains of honeybees. You guys have no faith. Oh, I thought you were going to say they can make artificial fruit, which is totally the road they'll take. <laughs> they'll give up on honeybees. This is absolutely it. There's or bionic no honeybees. Mechanical honeybees. That's awesome. Anyone will be asked to sacrifice their phones. It's all going to be, can exactly. we make a new race of robotic bees or some other <laughs> pollination method of our plants? These humans have never How proven that they're able to live without cell phones for any period of time. That's just crazy talk. Now, fruit, we can totally do without. This like theory for, is a bunch of For 20 theory. years in America, no one has had a piece of fruit. So, like, you know, we won't miss that. That's fine. Your evidence for Seriously. this theory is boing-boing? That's your evidence for this theory? And plus, we can still totally make that grape-flavored chemical that we put into candy, so that's almost like fruit. Yeah, Manischewitz is going nowhere. That'll be fine. (laughs) Uh, No, Greg, it's not only is it true, well, what happens is when bees, um, they communicate through similar, I guess, electromagnetic wave-type things than cell phones transmit. So when, I guess, when people use cell phones too near a colony, the bees just leave. They just ditch the colony because it's some kind of instinctual signal that means to go away. Like, it's a, the warning sign. Because they dialed 911 in the cell phone, and they're like, oh my god. On oh. their honeycomb. Okay. And so that's, that's what a cell phone means to them. It's like somebody's lighting our colony on fire. So they leave, and then they die. They don't have a colony anymore. It's like the and whales whose no eardrums explode yeah, when you have sonar. I know, that was terrible. Yeah. And if I felt it was the same thing i'd be feel terrible about that too yeah and if all of our soap still came from whales it might be as important as what's happening to bees but hey (laughs) on a moral basis sure but on a practical basis we are really screwed if we lose bees we are in deep doo-doo uh-huh I, I just I want to point We're out be that eating daffodils for breakfast. That's all we'll be able to eat is the daffodils <laughs> all day. Self-pollinating garbage weeds. Let, let me get this straight. Those are the only self-pollinating flowers that exist on earth. Dandelions, like dandelions too. and daffodils only. and spores. You can eat spores for dinner. Mushrooms for the win. Mushrooms live on. You can have a, a nice uh, a nice mushroom salad in the morning. A half mushroom. You can mushroom get a little spoon for your half mushroom. Oh my in the god! Morning. I love pseudoscience. What food is like here in LA anyway, so you guys will just have to get used to it when it spreads to your land. It's tremendous. I'm gonna look oh, up this. Greg's going to the web. Story. See, I can totally monitor Greg's like, behavior. Greg, you're going to Yahoo. Where's funny. Yahoo? Find your Greg. find your secret Yahoo. <laughs> I think if you go directly to Verizon.com or perhaps T-Mobile.com or Singular, who clearly have some kind of rebuttal for this horrific argument against their uh, their business. I'm sure they come <laughs> up with something. That's We've surprising that that search came up. Empty. We're working on the not killing all the bees problem. Thank you for calling Verizon. Cell phones linked to uh, We will have decline. mechanical we bees. appreciate your concerns. Whatever. Mechanical bees are currently being the, uh, developed. The extinction. <laughs> okay, a limited study at Landon University have found that bees will abandon their hives when cell phones are turned on and placed next to the hives. So if I feel like destroying yeah. bees by throwing a cell phones at them, then you're probably right. Otherwise, just randomly using them is not going to matter. Plus, well, I right, mean, but here's the funny do you thing. hang out near honeybee like areas in L.A.? Are there like honeybee homes that you know, like near Beverly Hills right. and the BH? I will grant you that this is the only way that it harms bees, and I will still say that no cell phone company will ever ask of its subscribers that they sacrifice, that they turn off their phones when they're, like, in the wilderness or near where bees may be. Like, they will never ask people to do that. People will never be asked to make any sacrifice for the bees. And so some idiot will be roaming around with his cell phone in the meadow and then kill all the bees, man. Quote, are honeybees the canary in the coal mine, asks Jerry Hayes, an official with the Florida Department of Agriculture. 
what are honeybees trying to tell us that we humans should be paying more attention to? I ask that question of you, Greg Wilson. And the answer is they're telling us. Bzzz. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're basically telling us. It, it also says German researchers have shown that bees' behavior is different near power lines. So well, if you guys would like to right now shut down the MEP report and power so we can save the honeybee, then, you know. I mean, I definitely think that that might that be leading to something bad. I'm, I'm going to put that out their numbers, commercial bees around the world have been decimated by the tune of like 50 to 60% in the last 20 years. In the and last very short period of time, for yeah. longer than that. A lot of people exactly. think yeah. it's genetically so, modified crops, too. Well, not, not a lot. It says a few scientists think so. I mean, pretty well, much one way or the other. they modified to include cell phone ringtones, so I think that's part of the problem right there. <laughs> exactly. It's the same weak gluten. Well, it's like the pet food recall, the thing which is now like, did you guys hear about this? Like, now they've like added two or three more recalls, so basically, oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. Your cat was in that? Oh, wow. I mean, she she wasn't on any of the recalled food, but we think she had a mild level of uh, it wasn't of the a same solidarity because she had the exact same sisters. symptoms to a very small degree, but it was definitely noticeable. It's one of the reasons we boarded her this weekend instead of just having friends look after her because we wanted someone to monitor it. Yeah, cell phones. You're killing my cat, Greg. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> yeah, it. it's uh. You know, you know what we should do. We should build a giant honeycomb for the bees out of recycled cell phones. That would be the perfect <laughs> irony. <laughs> and the weirdest thing I've ever heard. We've built you a new home, a super comb, brought to you like, by T-Mobile and Singular, a partnership <laughs> to not kill bees anymore. They're like, buzz, which I think means thank you. Well, wait, wait. If they use cell phone yeah. technology, couldn't we communicate with the bees? Like, couldn't we type in, like, you know, 256, and that would be in, like, we go are. here, the 752, fly to Russ, make him honey in the morning, then leave? The bee message is, fuck off, bees, leave your home. <laughs> we just don't know any other... Dialect. That's the, the bee message. Bees leave your homes. Bees, bees like, I don't like that message. Your story. Bees, basically, cell phones are bee seppuku. That's basically what bees happens. Your sword. Bees, bees are like, yourself. Oh. sting yourself. Sting yourself now. It's your only hope. I mean, they're not just leaving. They're dying. They're dying in droves. Like 25 well, percent. first, you said, right? The Russ? colony has 25 percent death rates, though. Sudden yeah. death in one season. That's that's what this like. Yeah, but and they gave it a name of like sudden bee death syndrome or something oh, or like Jesus God. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's called yeah it's like BDS, strangely BDS, it sounds BDS. like the language of the bees themselves What's wrong with them? Ever since the terrible oh, plague on, of... Really, what's wrong with <laughs> you know, them? It really <laughs> is. You should look up this acronym. It really is like BDS, BDS. It's really <laughs> ridiculous. Sudden BDS syndrome. <laughs> it's like... Bzz, bzz. <laughs> <laughs> We have studied the bees, and we have determined that their disorder for why is they it, die will be called... This is what they say shortly before they collapse. Yes, it is. It's sudden bee death. It's sudden... It's syndrome. Throw syndrome into that search, and it'll pop up immediately. Like a plague of so many cells. Sudden infant death syndrome. We need to bring back 80s WWF wrestler Coco Beware, who wore a bee suit, and he will lead the bees to freedom and to their new... Or the killer bees from the 1980s. Yep. Alternately. That also yes. works. Killer bees coming back. Who will say, we're not taking any of this shit from you humans. We're going to take you out first. Coco, beware with the killer bees. I think you might oh, be. You're not yeah. talking about wrestlers anymore, are you? You're no. talking about actual bees. I'm talking about actual bees. <laughs> there were a wrestler group called the Killer Bees, though. Yeah. I, oh, no. You know who the killer bees were? That was that was Barry Bonds and Bobby Bonilla. Okay. Sudden might not be in it. Just look up, look up bee death syndrome. Yes, look up Suddenly Susan. How about that? Suddenly Last Bee. Suddenly Susan, the bee. Well, that wouldn't surprise me if Kathy Griffin, who was on that show, was actually responsible for the apocalypse through some other means. That would not surprise me. I mean, you know that I leads to death. Don't stop with the sudden. Yeah. You know how frustrating it is to not be able to control a keyboard during the map report? I just want to register that, that, that uh, complaint. That's the one thing. I like yeah, actually being able to, to be Sudden heard. Death Bee. No, get take out sudden. UFO. The word sudden most likely does not appear. I thought you said it was like Do a sudden death for spelling no. bee. And see if you come up with anything. <laughs> spelling bees are totally, totally. Yes, syndrome. Add syndrome, take away sudden. Bee death syndrome. Bee death syndrome has been established. Uh, once again, when we have two people in Eagle, Eagle Studios, we make for great radio. Turn this off. No, type it in the search <laughs> thing. Shut up. <laughs> Uh, we got it. So yeah, there's B death syndrome apparently, which is BDS. That's what I was saying. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, so B death syndrome. Well, I mean, I'm I'm very I'm sorry for the bees. 
I do think, though, that um, I like your honeycomb idea. You know, the other thing is, would this affect honeycomb cereal, which was which was a pretty solid cereal from what I remember? Because it would impact no, that's that. All that's all there will be. Will be artificially <laughs> created crap from now on. Bunch, this is actually a ploy by like food companies like uh, Frito Lay. Frito Lay came up with this the cell phones killing the bees idea. Yeah. So, like we need to kill off all these natural foods because this is big natural movement and we want to sell more Doritos. And well, this just create a. I want to create us. It'll create us. You know, cell phone resistant strain of bee. I would think. Or a bee-resistant strain you of think? cell phones. <laughs> that's probably true. That's you mean in 30,000 years after we're all dead? Well, yeah, evolution will catch up. It'll no fast-track this. It'll only be 15,000 years. <laughs> exactly. It'll it'll fast-track it. It'll it's all over that. Evolution is all over that. There you go. Right. Like bee on honey. I'm sorry. That would be hilarious if you're talking on your cell phone, and all of a sudden you start hearing, and you're like, oh, God, they've hacked into my phone. <laughs> I would, I would seriously though be so amused if climate change like takes a big backseat to the bee death syndrome leading to death of all humans. It's like what climate change? By the time the climate changes, we'll all be dead anyway. No fruit. No scurvy. Fruit. We'll hard. all get scurvy. That's what's gonna happen. Every single human being is scurvy. gonna get scurvy. Do oranges rely on bees? I don't know that. Actually. Yes, I'm just yes they do. Yes. Oranges yes. rely that on bees. A, yes, all they do. fruits are flowering plants. Flowering plants need to be pollinated. Bees do pollinating. Game over. Scurvy. We are all going to die. Scurvy is going to wipe out the human race. That's how it's gonna go down. Arr. That's how it's gonna go down. We'll Arr, all be pirates. <laughs> <laughs> Yar. Killed by scurvy on land. Arr. Yar. I shouldn't have put down my cell phone. Yar. Oh, it's well. too late now. I can't give up. I see. Well, you know. You and your French pirates. <laughs> it's it's too late now. <laughs> it's too late we now. We are screwed. <laughs> well, I apologize to the bees. You know, the other, yeah. the other, one of the other big bits of news, since this relates to our previous conversation about um, who was going to win the, you know, wager or whatever, is that uh, our friend Alberto Gonzalez was on the Hill today testifying, and uh, apparently. Um, he, that, what I, what I didn't understand about this, so he, he testified and there are a bunch of, now there's a bunch more people saying he should resign. And the White House officials were, I read a story where they were saying White House insiders said, Gonzalez really didn't hit a home run. He really, and I was like, how could he have done that? Like, was that a matter of like, someone asked him a question, he's like, Senator, have you no shame? And like, that would have been like this dramatic moment. Like, what could he have done to hit a home run? Like, he's already screwed up. Everyone knows he screwed up. He should leave. He's a bad attorney general. Like, what is he going to do, you know? He could provide physical, photographic evidence that uh, each of the fired judges harbors weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> <That'll be good. laughs> under those bunkers, just right over there. This is their, their WMD under those. And all 93 of them. Yeah. And I was just uh, preempting them. But I didn't have anything to do with it. I was just pointing out what? that I knew that. While you've been busy investigating me, I invented this win the war in Iraq switch box. You see? <laughs> It's all over. Can it's like the easy button. Now? It's like the uh, Boy, could they ever the use Circuit that. City easy button. Yeah, did you guys rock. notice that Boom. like both like recently there've been two like Reed and then the main commander in Iraq said that um you know that were offered bleak assessments. I'm like they offered assessments we knew. Like Reed today said that the war is lost and, and like the Republicans were like what it's defeatism. I'm like or realism that someone has finally come to terms with the war was lost like two years late. We already know this. Great. Only 200 people were killed in bombings yesterday in Baghdad. Surge Only 200 working. in Baghdad. No, no, don't you okay? realize? Baghdad the, is the more almost people secure. Die, the more exactly. the surge is working. It's so much easier to control. If there are like five people left in Baghdad, yeah. do, uh, do you know how easy and that 10, area troops. will be able to control? Yeah. And we'll have like an entourage, like an armed ring of guards around every single individual in Baghdad. We just need to get the chaff out, okay? If enough of them, look, if don't every single like, member of Al-Qaeda can successfully commit a suicide bombing, then who's going to be left to run Al Qaeda? I mean, come on. That's true. Seriously. They will eventually kill like themselves one off. Middle aged woman sweeping a floor in a shop somewhere in Baghdad, and like 18 soldiers with AK 47s pointed, pointed at her, at her, her head, head waiting yeah. for her to make a wrong move. <laughs> I'll be like, wait, that sweep. Wait for it. That was wait in the wrong direction. It. That was right to left. <laughs> Blam! It was right and to then, left. And then it'll be over. <laughs> yep. That'll be it. It's true. Okay, and then we, we get win. all the oil. But, like, seriously, what is this so controversial take... about the war being, I mean, the, the war, you know, like, they're just basically coming, it's like Washington gets this stuff later than everybody has. Like, you're saying the war is lost? It's like, no, I'm saying what everyone else has said for two years. Greg, we have That's always it. been at war with Iraq. We have always been winning the war in Iraq. 
Get, That's get true. used to it. And the searches work. And they actually fast. They had Gates say that. Gates actually said, you know, that we I said that the more the surge was working, the more people would come out. So I, I figured this is like I was saying to Russ yesterday, this is like the rats theory. Like so as you exterminate rats, there's a moment where there are more rats because they're like coming out from under the woodwork or whatever and they're coming out because you've poisoned them and then eventually the rats die off. So the theory is that the surge is causing people more people to die and then that's basically their death throes and then there'll be no more people to kill you, apparently. That's, I'm telling that's you, the claim. once they all successfully suicide bomb. I mean, the fact that they're recruiting 10 more every time that somebody gets killed in the rock, you know, we'll, we'll sweep that they under the They can't keep up their for rate now. forever. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, eventually they'll just have all the human beings on Earth on their side who aren't Americans, and then they'll all kill themselves out. Because the Americans aren't suicide bombing. That's not what they're doing. That's true. So they're Ooh. staying alive. What if I mean, they're with their own suicide bombers. What if we responded with our own We're suicide bombers? Uh, we don't have yeah, seriously. We're committing suicide through fruit. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> something they haven't even thought of. Yeah. Be like, scurvy. No, that's scurvy. We send out cell phones with tiny little bombs yeah. attached to them, right? Then as they come close to the salt, you know, the insurgents, then you just like make a cell phone call and all the bees blow up. I think it's perfect. No, I think actually the Iraqi diet yeah. is more dependent on fruit than the American diet, so maybe that's what we're trying. We're uh, actually trying to wipe out all the bees deliberately with the spread of cell phones, and then their diet will be much harder hit than our completely processed and artificial diet. Tremendous. And then we'll win. Right? Each of these theories right. is more compelling than the last. The death ray came through advances in military technology. We were trying to see how we could blow up Baghdad efficiently, and we found we were killing lots of bees. <laughs> and so we said, hey... Let's just give these devices to all Americans and see how many bees we can kill. This brought to you by did. death and... yeah. And we can still, you know, infiltrate vitamin C packets to our troops there. So we'll be fine. Yeah. For just a little bit longer. Nope, you know, honestly, like, I really do think that there are Americans who are hoping that there are enough deaths in Iraq to the point where there just aren't as many people left and they just can't do as much anymore. I think Americans actually root for this, which is why you have the disparity between the reaction to, you know, however many 200 people dying in Baghdad and 33 students being killed here. You know, that's, that's why. It's because we're, there are actually people rooting for just whoever dies in Baghdad, that's fine, as long as it's not U.S. troops. I think that's the case. Well, I mean, there was a theory at one point that if you, you know, this happened also with Kosovo um, after the whole situation in Yugoslavia, and the theory was there was a whole, I don't know if you guys remember, but there's a big controversy over whether you should arm um, the Muslims the same as the Serbians were armed, I believe it was, and the idea was that, you know, you would sort of balance them out, and there was an argument that was said, yeah, yeah, but there was an argument that said don't arm them, because that way one group wipes out another, and then there's no more civil war. Like, I'm not making that up, that was actually... A position paper circulated. Yeah. And Defensive ethnic cleansing. Yeah. The, the whole theory. Like, you yeah. know, once you uh, wipe out the group that's uh, causing dissent by being there and peace, peace through strength, right? <laughs> yeah, peace go. through strength. But that's it. Like, you know, so there is maybe the theory is you just wait for the, you know, Shias to wipe out the Sunnis. And, uh, you know, then when that's all done, then you won't have any more civil war because there's no more there's no more sides of the civil war, you know? If the North had wiped out the yeah, South, there'd there be no South. There are only giant countries supporting each faction around Iraq that still exists. <laughs> no only the war once the Civil War is done. Yeah. Maybe they're just being brainwashed by an audio tape that keeps playing over and over in the Oval Office that goes, Oh, won't you stay <laughs> just a little oh, bit oh. longer? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, won't you stay <laughs> just a little bit more? Say you will. Say you will. Oh, you stay? And like it keeps coming to the end, and he's like, maybe we can leave now. Oh, you stay? Oh no, okay. It's true. I think the Nixon tapes were never taken away. The machines are still there. Studios. Yeah, exactly. With the high E. And so. Oh, you stay? That's impressive. Wow. It is. Just and woke up all my neighbors long. and my people next to me and Emily and Clea and my dog hit the roof and and all yeah, the windows shattered. Pretty soon, and the honey, only the your dog and a honeybee will and be the able to hear this. Died. And the honeybees all died across the world. The honeybees get stories voiced and they're like, oh, maybe we can go back to our nest. It's like the reverse of the cell Seriously. phone. Seriously. Hey, and then go I'm going to be hired out by fruit farmers everywhere to, to keep the their farms phones. alive by breaking my voice. I'll have to retire from the MEP report and just go... <laughs> he gets like good audio he's like i need to destroy the good audio i have can i sound seriously can I, I need to convince good people audio. it's really me great audio <laughs> oh that's true 
Yeah, seriously. So a superhero that does that, that kills people. With it says good audio, great waves. audio. Good audio, great audio. No, <laughs> that's the lamest. Superhero. That's like a lame commercial. That's like the used car salesman of I'm superheroes. You're saying that? Like, I'm, I'm Jack. Come down. I'm crazy. Buy me a used car. Ah, good, good used car. Great used car. Bah! Used car salesman superhero. I'll yeah. give you an undercoat. <laughs> Logan, man. Yay. Anyway. Yeah. So. Oh, won't you so we're listen we're to this show a little longer? This <laughs> is story, like I'm not. Ju- I'm just not going to encourage him. Everyone in the world just said no. Like, no. It's true. So now it doesn't matter what we say because everyone's clicked off. I want to see what Cuba is mad at. Better. Cuba. Cuba's mad because um they released uh, the U.S. released anti-communist militant Luis Posada Carrillas from U.S. custody. And one guy says, this is the most oh, barbarous thing the this. U.S. has done. It has betrayed its people and betrayed the people of other countries. What is this guy, a freaking executioner? Basically, this guy is a terrorist who we refuse to use the Patriot Act to keep locked up. He's like the only guy who has killed lots of people. I think he was responsible for taking down a plane with a bomb, as well as hundreds of other deaths. And because he has covert ties to the CIA... And many people think that he was around to recruit anti-Castro forces. Then he gets let go, even though he's a notorious terrorist. Venezuela has been demanding that we extradite him so that he can yes. be tried there, and we refuse. In fact, Chavez actually said in typical non-extremist stuff. fashion, all of Venezuela lifts its indignant voice over the protection that the imperialist government of the United States continues to give to the, wait for it, father of all terrorists of all time in the American continent. In case you're wondering if he didn't like him, the father of all terrorists of all time. I thought that was George Herbert yeah. Walker Bush. Yeah, but he's is he the father of all terrorists of all time? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Some of them, because I suppose. Because he's the father. Well, of I know. W. He's the father of a terrorist. That's a lot of ter- the father of all terrorists. That's a lot, man. He got around, dude. He slept around. <laughs> oh, jeez. Father to a lot of terrorists. The guy's brother plays catcher for the New York Yankees, so it really shows that wherever you come from, you can still achieve be it a terrorist or a normal Puerto Rican child mm-hmm. named Posada. Aging ex-CIA operative included, oh, he bombed a Cuban airliner that killed 73 people. I see. Well, yeah, he's a bad man. So that's what has to happen. If you're if you're somebody being held in Guantanamo for no reason, you just need to pretend that you're a Cuban ex-CIA operative. You just be like, I hate communists. Anti-communist militant is me. And then they'll release you. Well, I mean, the CIA aren't terrorists. They're, you know, creating democracy through assassination. So... <laughs> oh, I guess I should I should tie up some loose ends while we're talking about nothing, um, which is that for those of you who are wondering, and I don't know why you would be, but in case you are, why I haven't mentioned the Princess of Power recently. Oh, she's been demoted. She's been slain by Skeletor, and it was very sad. She came in, and he was like, my powers are beyond your understanding. And then she like took out her sword, and then he just like punched her in the face and I've never seen Skeletor do that usually he runs away or falls over like some clumsy maneuver but this time he just hauled off and whacked her upside the head and beat her to death it was horrible I, I can't I couldn't believe it and uh, it would all happen on TV so there's nothing I can do about it I wasn't really there but I saw it happen so no longer so why did you decide to break up with the rest my story <laughs> Just didn't. Greg blows I, by the I, metaphor. I, I, I just, hit, I just like really He-Man. I hip yeah, through. I hip, I hip through the metaphor into the wall. Like that's what I, you know, hip He-Man won everything by hip throwing yeah. Skeletor. So Boom. I just hip through the metaphor. Um, no, yes, yeah, so that's what happened. Greg that's is really like, sad. Russ, will you please <laughs> model yourself after a seppuku bee? Will you please sing yourself? I do in love front the idea. Of the, the, that's right. I love the yeah. the bee falling on his own sword. Um, <laughs> yeah. But so the good news is. I've reactivated my JDate account. Oh, yeah. So Have you heard this story? Well with the world. Everything's Yay, fine. Yeah. amusement for the win. Yes. Here it comes. <laughs> so he's back on we the market, Met Report lady listeners. Yeah, seriously. Oh, my God. Please, please no. send your emails to welcome Russ back. at MetReport.com. Welcome, Russ. Welcome back. See. There's new... Vi- there's new, new uh, snazzy picture. Exactly. New pictures. on the front page. <laughs> brand new pictures <laughs> of Mr. Al Guberman <laughs> waiting for you. Oh, oh man. yeah! Uh, you so, too can be ridiculed on the med report. Date Russ. <laughs> so you're back on the so you're back on the wagon God. officially. So well, that's that's good. Yeah, it's good. It's great. I have no <laughs> other alternative. Although, 
I did have this plan that I ever actually revealed on the show, and I don't know if I'm going to do it still, where uh, to add like a segment to the show every week, I would take an audio recorder and go to random bars and uh, oh yeah, I highways heard and Roscoe's it's a man school, right? Right. Yeah, we were going to call it Roscoe's to man school, and I would just record myself hitting on women, and I would leave it up to you guys for feedback, and listeners could email me and give me tactics on how I would pick up women, and we thought that might be a fun idea. So, you know, if, if, if you think that's a good idea, let me know, because I'm not really sold on completely eviscerating myself for your entertainment yet. But I might be if you convince me. So If we get five we'll, more we'll listeners on board, he'll totally do it. Russ, I would yeah, like to I'll see you eviscerate yourself. Lily Vonnegut, please email Russ and ask him to do this. eviscerate yourself, yes, please do that. You know, Thank you for the beautiful tribute to my dad. Also, can you please record yourself while you hit on chicks in L.A.? Love, Lily Vonnegut. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Like that reminds me the the whole eviscerate thing. I was thinking about this. I had I just got through grading papers, and I had a couple of my students who were giving me some really interesting. Um, they they clearly had been working overtime on the thesaurus, and they were giving me things like that, like sort of incredibly overpowerful words for the situations. Like the, one of them, I, I was a Marlowe. Um, it was a paper about basically a poetry comparison between Marlowe and Raleigh, and so these these two poets. And so they were like, oh, you know, they read the one poem, whatever, and then they're just like, Raleigh eviscerates Marlowe with the. I'm like, okay, you realize that means that he disembowels him and removes his intestines and throws it on the floor in front of Marlowe, who's like. Wow, you just took my intestines out and threw them at my feet. I'm now going to keel over in horrendous pain. Like that's what it means. I just oh, he disembowels him by like mildly embarrassed. Yeah, no. I thought eviscerate meant mildly embarrassed. No, slightly eviscerate output. is bad. It's, it's the opposite of decimate. You know, everyone's just like, kidding. oh, the army was decimated. I'm just kidding. And and it's like that only means that they lost ten percent. It really is not that big a deal. You know. Like if they were octomated or something, that would is be that bad. Is that really what it means? Yeah, decimated means 10% off. <laughs> it's basically what it means. So basically mean. Walmart decimated really all of its gear all, at all times. That's right. All Walmart materials are decimated what? every day. For I mean, I understand the, the root of the prefix, but I really didn't think that's what it, that's means. What it meant. Yep. I'm, I'm yeah. going to look it up That now. word has been changed. Are you sure it doesn't mean left with 10% of original strength? No, no. I think it might. I think it might mean 90% It off. means taken down by 10, like decimated, taken down by 10 is what it means. That's crazy talk. Yeah, that is really crazy talk. Let's see what Yahoo... English professor, man. You talk crazy. Seriously. To destroy or kill a large part of... That's number one. Thank select you. by lot and kill one in every ten of. That's Thank the you. third definition what? behind that's, the number that's the busted definition. one the hell's definition. The, the far number one then. What the hell's the Farlex dish? And number one now. Huh. You know what? In my Webster's, it's reversed. In my Webster's, the number one dictionary is, or the number one definition is to select by lot and kill. Yeah, well, Wikipedia minutes. says it's and a part of definition. Half-Life 2, so. <laughs> <laughs> and Al Jazeera says, what the hell does Al Jazeera have to say about this? Would you just look in dictionary.com, an yeah, actual source of definitions, rather than <laughs> Google, which is not a source of definitions? <laughs> rather than my actual dictionary that I'm using? No, yes. Paper. Book with Dude, paper is so era of the bees just get over that it's so bee yeah. era yeah come on man yeah that's what everyone's always wondering what we would call this decade after the 90s yeah, exactly. and the 80s 90s the, 80s the, the bee aside yeah. just select by aside. lot and kill death every tenth decade. person of second definition behind number one oh, to destroy a great number or proportion of Look, the earliest <laughs> English sense of decimate is to select obsolete. by Obsolete! Number three, obsolete. To take a tenth of well, or right. from. I didn't say that. I said to select by lot and kill every tenth person of. Your definition, like honeybees, is obsolete. Tes decimate originally and referred... now we return you to VH1 special, I used to love bees. <laughs> I love the bees. Oh, yeah. Do you remember when you got stung and then everyone would oh. laugh at you because you'd always be flailing around. And you'd be and like sad and, and like some people were anaphylactically allergic and they'd all swell up and stuff. Yeah. And we missed those days because then we like didn't have scurvy. Man, and they were like throw me overboard. Shaped containers. It was hilarious. Hey, text me, text me about what it was like to have bees. Yeah, that'll be great. <laughs> text me about what fruit was like. Describe the fruit. Says I the need man a text message. Sitting next to the last living bee exactly. in the world. And that bee is no! like. Uh, 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 I can't. I want want to pollinate. 
<laughs> no Black more bees. death. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. That text to kill B. You know, one of the things that they suggested in the wake of the um, text A to kill B, <laughs> text B to destroy mankind, text, text C, C to decimate D. I don't care. <laughs> I want the text message. Well, one of the things they said in the wake of the Virginia Tech shooting thing was that they they saw that uh, email wasn't effective enough, and they needed to think of having a big text message warning system. And I thought, aren't students going to be ahead of the curve on this all the time? Like, eventually they're going to be like, you can send me an iPod message or like. You could send me a message via the thing implanted in my ear. Like they're, they're not going to stick with text messaging forever. They're going to move beyond that also. So really, you know. I think rather than worrying about what system of delivery they're using, they just need to step up the email time delivery to say the time that it's relevant, rather than two hours ago something happened that may lead to the shootings that are going on right now. Yes, but uh, we now return you to your yeah. yeah I know. Uh, use caution. Yeah. When opening overhead bins or attending classes. Uh, really, I mean, it's it's great and all that uh, Sung Cho sent in those videos to totally distract people from the real message of this. But honestly, the real message is really get on the ball about your damn lockdown policy. Like, <laughs> like the fact that he had, I mean, more and more information is coming out. And I mean, you know, this is really hard to be comedic about, but I'm going to give it a shot. Like, you know, pretty soon we're going to have a full timeline of all of the things that Sung Cho did in those two hours. He, like, stopped by the president's office, had a Starbucks, mailed a hateful video, like, shot a couple of squirrels, like, went out and did target practice. Well, like, it's totally ridiculous. Bought some new body armor. Like, he had, like, meanwhile, the entire, you know, the president's office is twiddling their thumbs and being like, uh, run spell check on that email again. Should we send it now, sir? No, no. Wait, wait another 45 minutes. You know, I mean, when it's... Well, well, it's not really relevant now. One of the things that I was thinking about when they were going through this whole business, one of the things they'd asked was whether or not he had filmed the video in between the two shootings. Oh, yeah, that's possible, and too. And I was just like, if he did that, that's really... <laughs> Seriously. Really, I mean... That's case, amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really... And the whole thing, I mean... I the, mean, think about the technology gap there, people. Like, just internalize this technology gap. Like, while the president's office cannot manage to send an email yeah. to all the student body, he is <laughs> making a video. About his entire experience and what he's going to do. Murders and like taking casting. shots of him and I it's know. like gun at the camera, stylized. No, I'm well, gonna edit that again while they cannot send an email. It's true. You know what that Honest brings up actually? God, I, and I think that's a good thing that you brought up because what it brings up for me is this annoyance I have with members of you know, people that are in the so called older generation that have this automatic rejection of all things tech that they seem to have a certain pride about, like, well, you can't tell me that and to me, it's just sort of like sort of glorying in your ignorance, you know? They're just kind of like, you know, well, I don't even know how to program a VCR. I'm a blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, these are the same people. I used to sit in back of these people, okay, um, when I was like when I was at uh, BU, and they had just instituted web grading. And I remember sitting in back of a bunch of older professors who were like, web grading, I don't know how I'm going to have time to do this. I'm like, okay, after you get done complaining, this is what you're going to do. You're going to walk to the elevator. You're going to get in the elevator and take the elevator down to the first floor. You're then going to walk out to your car. You're going to unlock your car. You're going to get in. You're going to put your seatbelt on. You're going to put the key in. You're going to turn it. You're going to put the thing in gear. You're going to put it in reverse. Look at the clutch. Look at the mirror. Adjust it. And these are the same people who claim that they can't freaking hit a, you know, yes, submit on a web page without, you know, bursting into flames. I mean, it's the most it's the most ridiculous and, and sort of automatic, I, I want to be a Luddite just because. And that's no wonder then that a lot of students are just like, what is wrong with you people? Like, why can't you get, I mean, doesn't mean you have to be up on every single thing. Like, no. you have to be doing Facebook because, you know, MySpace I mean, is so last year, but you could at least have a little clue about the way that some things are happening, especially if you're in the academic business, right? I think the, the moral of the story with the shooting is that this was an incredibly preventable occurrence. There were at least a thousand separate chances for this not to happen. Because of the danger signs, I mean, you mean? Beyond the administration fucking up, <laughs> beyond the kids who knew that he was disturbed, who did nothing, beyond the counselor who ha he had been reported to, who did nothing, well, beyond the judge he did something, who had, to be fair. And he had been referred to, that he was disturbed and did nothing, beyond the girls who he was stalking, who refused, who didn't report it as a crime and just let it go. That would have put him on a list that would not have allowed him to get a weapon. Um, beyond the fact that you know Virginia wouldn't have more stringent gun well, laws for these types of things. That to me is a big part of it. There are like 
a hundred million opportunities for this to have not not have happened. I mean, like basically to get and, a gun uh, in Virginia, you, know, even, you walk in, you show them your driver's license and a freaking checkbook, and they're like, "Sure, have a gun. Here, fill out this paper that says you won't use yeah. it to kill people." All right, here you go. I mean, like he had it. He had the receipt for it in I his mean, backpack. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what? One kid who knew him said that he used to joke to his friend about how they would hear about this Cho kid doing something horrible someday, and that's a joke between them because they knew what he was like. And yeah, and then it happened. They didn't do anything about it. Yeah. So it's true. It's, uh, it's and then I mean it goes all the way back to like the ignorant kids who were in his elementary school class who used to make fun of him because he was an immigrant and he didn't speak English and they tortured him and made him into what he. And is all of a sudden you've got you know, Jeremy spoken class today to quote Pearl Jam and and then we're all we're all there. I mean yeah. I think the problem to yeah. me is that there's there's a whole lot of there are a whole lot of links in this chain, and you know breaking it all down to uh, you know that there's a, I mean like I looked at some of the things that they were suggesting about things that could or couldn't have been done, and it's true there were a lot of warning signs there were a lot of things that made people worry about this that or the other, and my favorite one was well if more teachers were armed this would happen I'm like yes because the way to solve the problem is to have yeah, professors wielding response. guns in the classroom that was clearly that would have that would have worked out real well in this case you know it's just, you gotta yeah. be kidding me there was literally a quote brought up in one of these right-wing editorials that said that in states where gun ownership is more readily used, there are very few of these multiple shooting deaths. Because what happens because you just shoot when somebody the guys tries to kill a whole bunch of people is everybody else whips out their gun and a whole bunch of people die, but not multiple people <laughs> at the hand of one person. In the aggregate, because the same amount die, but not one person. Each individual gunner is yeah, getting winged and knocked off and, and getting killed, so you can't ever and have multiple deaths. And the police are gun in everybody else. Exactly. They, like, take out all the rest of the people. They're like, okay, there's 18 gunman here. Joe like, killed Mary in a separate incident. Mary killed Bob in a separate incident. Bob Which killed Frank in a separate incident. If one of those <laughs> if one of those students brought their grenade to class like they should have, then we would have had only like eight or nine deaths yeah. and it would have been much better. Yeah, yeah that's true. And then the and you know, I I actually had a student of mine who had suggested that the best thing to do would be to wear a bulletproof vest. I'm like, I don't I don't think that's the best I don't think you want to do that. I, I think there's something sort of vaguely provocative about that. Um, you know. Now, you know what? I think that even beyond the people who had a direct effect on this kid, and I, it's weird to try to take a positive message out of this, but I really can't stand the moron president when he says things like, this is senseless and we can't make sense of it and there's nothing we can do. Oh, I think I know where you're going to this. You can make sense of it. You can make sense of it. What the sense oh. that you make is that... Our culture, in which everyone wants to separate from each other and live their secluded lives and not worry about the fate of other human beings, this is what happens. Yeah. When you leave somebody by themselves who now believes that their life is worth as many people as they can take out because they have that much rage yeah. and they have no perspective because nobody's ever interacted with them, this is what you've created. Yeah, amen. Like, congratulations. Yeah, amen. This is the world you've Speaking created. Speaking of the president. Because nobody wants to interact with anybody else. I love how our, I love how the U.S. president's initial reaction is. The spokesman says, the president is shocked and horrified by what happens. Semicolon. He believes that people have a right to bear arms, but laws must be followed. I'm like, yeah, let's just make sure that we get the yeah. Second Amendment in there, because that clearly is what people needed to hear five seconds after the shooting happened, was, just in case anyone wonders, I'm still an NRA member. Thank you, you know, and God bless America. Like, I mean, are you kidding me? Could, could you leave the political thing out of it for like five seconds? No, it's true. It's true. I agree with you, Russ. I think that's true. I think that there is this, I think the isolation that's involved is a big issue. And I mean, I had, you know, as I say, we, I talked about it with some of my students and they were talking about the details of what happened. And it's like, it's, it's very troubling to me that someone can become so isolated and so kind of, you know, off the beaten path, so to speak, that it's ve that that person just becomes completely like unpredictable. There's no way to define what that person's going to do at any moment, and that that just is a series of multiple failures. Like obviously, there are people who are going to be very disturbed, and things are going to happen, and you know whatever. But there were so many signs here. You have to think that someone along the way could. I mean, some people like reported and did some things, but it seems like nobody did all the stuff that they could have done, and that's a, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. And then the other fun question, which could lead to a really, really wonderful lawsuit, is whether he was actually on the antidepressants that he'd been prescribed while this I was I don't think he was, you. though, was he? Because I really want to know, well, and I been. really want that knowledge to be out there, because I think he could have been. I mean, I honestly think that they would do a lot to suppress it if he were, because they want this uh -huh. all to be a neglect uh -huh. thing, but I totally think. And, it, you know, there was a study that came out this week of where they've hand-selected a bunch of studies to try to say that... 
uh, the suicide risk is overrated or something in you know the well the not hand selected though they've they've the, added a bunch of the things increased, that they hadn't yeah, increased before yeah they were hand selected surveys but regardless of which the thing the the headline of this story about this was totally unrelated but it came out during the same week the headline of this story of you know that. Uh, increases in you know positive increases outweigh the risks for prescribing antidepressants to children basically the the great news for antidepressants for children is that two out of ten report a positive like an improved response and one out of ten report a worse response so i mean that's really the marginal thing is like okay so three of you will experience a difference from this and one of the one out of three of you will get more suicidal because of that and that's a medicine that's a medicine that we now think everybody should absolutely be on as our first response is 10 percent chance that you'll get more suicidal 20 percent chance that you'll get less suicidal and 70 percent chance that we're making a killing off of you for no reason that's tremendous that's that's antidepressants for the win so that may have been a factor yes mm-hmm. um and and there you go he also I mean, bought one of his guns that would be a huge lawsuit I, I was just looking he bought one of his you guns from an internet gun store i mean i guess i should not be surprised that there's an internet gun store but i mean i just you I, know it's funny like as the the libertarian minded one on the map report I probably have the most defense for the Second Amendment among the three of us, even though I think that this guy should not have had access to guns because of his mental state. But it's strange. Like, I, I do sort of have an inclination that it's like people should have guns because of this argument that you need to protect yourself against agents of the government. Unfortunately, you need to be so unbelievably, you know, packed and have you so need nuclear much weapons to be able to defend yourself. Exactly. And Basically, we should change the Second that. Amendment to say a well-armed militia needing to actually be able to defend itself against the oppressive state needs nuclear weapons. Well, how about a competent militia, like, like and not relying on the 85% to defend themselves? Because what normally happens is, see, the problem is, here's my problem, okay? It's always been the same. A gun is not a personal body shield. Whipping out a gun does not protect you from the fo- from the hail of bullets. It doesn't protect you from accidental shootings, and it doesn't allow you to shoot the person such that they won't shoot you. This is why when they continually do studies about people who have handguns, it shows over and over and over again that it does not do anything to decrease crime. It increases crime and increases accidents on top of it because they never factor in accidental deaths because people suck at shooting guns, like on top of everything else. And they think that if they just have a gun... So what you're saying you know, is we need more training. We need more shooting ranges. We need fewer... Gu- <laughs> yeah. They need more... I'm practice. saying we need more honeybees. How about that? If we had more honeybees. <laughs> what if we trained honeybees as self-defense What agents? if we gave the honeybees hey, guns could... and they could pick off the cell phones <laughs> one by one <laughs> with the guns? I'm waiting for that. They're going to do that of their own volition. Yeah, we seriously. They're going to go after cell phone users. No, what you do is you, every released <laughs> criminal, every released felon, you re- implant a honeybee in their brain. And then when, you know, if they start acting up, you just make a phone call. <laughs> like ah yeah that way we bring we we franchise we enfranchise honeybees so they become part of the democratic process they can vote against the lobbyists for the telecommunications what industry and they'll, then if we kill them at least they'll have had their shot Infran- to change things. oh their shot that's cute and that, then it'll be you got to okay. enfranchise honeybees i agree <laughs> but, then, but the telecom companies will just step up then because the, every bee they kill is a is a voter less who's against them the constituency gets smaller and smaller and smaller um, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't even disagree with you about these studies about guns. I just think I, I, I'm fearful of a such, especially given our current government, that we're just going to allow government agents to be the only people with these dangerous things. Because while they're probably more competent at using the guns, they are in no way defending anyone's rights. You I know, agree. Less and less day by but day. giving us the dangerous things is not going to help that, that though. Scary to me. I agree, but giving us the dangerous things Maybe isn't going to help. Maybe if you're Larry Flint and you have, like, a barricaded mansion, maybe that's the only way to keep away from unjust prosecution. Having a barricaded mansion? Well, no, I was no, thinking no. of buying one of those. Yeah, having a barricaded mansion with lots of guns inside. The Eagle Studios is not really barricaded. I could, I could get a barricaded mansion. You could put some guns behind that shelf. And David like compound. It's the only way yeah. to Yeah, because that worked out, out great business. for him. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that was very effective. That, was, that was awesome. That was quality. David's doing real... Yeah, even the bees outlived yeah. him. That's right, they did. <laughs> yeah, they sure did. 
It's true. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be a very common sense, easy thing to say that people who have been diagnosed with mental illness should not be able to buy guns. I don't think anyone would argue that they should. We should make sure they have more access to guns. So Right. Well, apparently... I mean, that seems like a very basic Apparently, thing. he didn't really have the right to buy it. It was that there was a conflict between federal and state law. And I guess the conflict is basically that the state law is dumb and the federal law isn't, which which I did this more or less as I understand it. Which to me, I always thought that the, well, but you know, the state law overrides, right? Or the state or whatever well, the more local law is as far as gun control. Wait, what like was the federal jurisdiction whatever? under which he didn't have a right to buy a gun? Well, it says, according to the article on the subject, that um, a judge's ruling on Cho Sung Hui's mental health should have barred him from purchasing the handguns he used in the Virginia Tech massacre, according to federal relations. But it was unclear Thursday whether anybody had an obligation to inform federal authorities about Cho's mental status because of loopholes in the law that governs background oh, checks. Okay. So basically, the the judge once the judge said this person's mentally unstable, they didn't get, they weren't allowed to get a gun, but no one was had to tell anyone of that, as I understand it. Ah, federalism for the win. I, that's yeah. tremendous. Like, can, can, that what sense. the hell? It also, yeah. I heard um, our old friend Robert Reich, he was on NPR the other day, and he made a very compelling argument about how we have this prescription system to keep people safe as far as access to antidepressants, but we have almost no filter whatsoever to keep people from, you know, unqualified people from having guns. Dude, like you'd yep. you should totally have, have to like get a gun prescription. As that is such a great idea. Right? for a gun? That nice. is, no, that is freaking right. brilliant. That's good. I like that. That is awesome. Yep. You have to show that you're in an unsafe enough situation that you really have enough to fear from the government or from other people that you deserve a gun. Yep. That is a tremendous idea. make an appointment with your local sheriff. Oh my gosh. Get that little conversation. That is so and great. And then he writes out a little slip for you and that allows you to buy a gun if you and want. And the person at the gun store can't read it. What is this prescription? Yeah, you know, it like, looks like a Glock. Okay, I'll just give you an AK. It's fine. 12 gauge. It's fine. Give me the 12 gauge. I'll give you an AK. It's funny, too. Like, a bunch of the countries around the world reacted to this and talked about our gun culture, and then people here got all sort of twisted out of shape. What do you mean our gun culture? I'm like, they mean our gun culture. Our obsession with guns the that no other country I'll in shoot the world you. shares. I'll shoot you exactly. if you say it again. Yeah. They actually said that the gunman may have fired at least 200 times. So think about that. He killed 30 people, injured 15, and he fired two. 200 times. So in other words, if this guy had been a better shooter, he would have killed even more. That's well, what's horrific. Like, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's unthinkable that someone like this is able to get I think access. it's also well, amazing. You know, he also he could, hit people multiple times. Yeah. So, like, a lot of, it was three uh, bullets per person. Yeah, I guess. And he got off 200 shots in less than half an hour in multiple rooms. That's, yeah. That is, that is really the scary thing. I mean, honest to Pete, people. Honest to Pete. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, the fear of death causes more death than anything else. The fear of death causes more death than death? The only fear, the fear of, of death, death is the most irrational thing ever. Well... Because not only should people not be afraid of death, but the fear of death actively causes more death. Dude, that's what so happened with like the bees. In two ways, it's really If they stupid. didn't fear the cell phones and they stayed where they were, you wouldn't have this problem. The cell phones just, you know, they're getting the wrong bees message. aren't afraid of death. We're the ones who should... Bees don't care they're that they're afraid dying. Of that's why they're willing to sting. We're if they were them. afraid of death, they would never sting, but they sting. Yeah, but that's a last-second right. thing. That's sort of like we, we, we do this in, you know, sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. They are the original People who make sacrifices do not they, fear death. They know how to kill themselves. Yeah. You can't. Bees and suicide bombers. They do not suicide fear death. Suicide bees. This is actually like the next front to the war on terrorism. Al-Qaeda's like, you know, this sounded glorified stuff. Never mind. What if we just take out their fruit? All right, that sounds good. All right, I declare a holy jihad on bees. Ready? Go. Okay, and then they all clicked on their E-Trade and invested in Singular. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, ha, 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 ha. Uh, it's brilliant. <laughs> if only Vonage would, would switch to cell phone technology. Yeah. I know, that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, dude, that's totally our next video. People do stupid things, like kill all the fruit. <laughs> <laughs> kill all the fruit. <laughs> <laughs> like kill all wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. and thus fruit Russ, and then is it die. not true that bananas would not be affected by this bum, because bum, all bum, the bananas bum, are cloned bum, and therefore bum, subject bum, to bum, protection bum, from bees or something <laughs> no mm. the bananas are dying for right. another reason remember we reported on this yeah. get up the MEP report board it was like MEP report 67 or something we reported that all the bananas well, the, yes we have no bananas Yeah. he was just saying that because they're cloned maybe bees aren't responsible yeah for bees bananas. aren't responsible but they're going to die just as fast search for a banana but bananas are also in trouble for their own reasons. Yeah. So <laughs> do this at home. We can either yes. say map report sixty two, but not both. Map report sixty two. Pick one. Which is the same one as the Civil War reenactors. I've got to say, 
I've got to say. Oh no, it's it's the one after. No, it's not. Yeah. All you need is December it's 2006. It's the same thing with Toxoplasmosis Sweeping France, which I don't think has been picked up by any of our, our brother comedy stations. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> all I'm going to run with that. <laughs> is there's a four-month incubation time on MEP reports, and then they become exceedingly relevant in the daily news. So next uh, week, take a look out for college football versus AYSO soccer <laughs> and uh, the search for Obama, <laughs> drunken pilots, and other tales of opportunism. Well... So, so yeah. that was a horrible thing and not funny at all. And also extremely gruesome and grotesque. Did you guys read any of his plays? Oh yeah, I read both of his plays. I saw his video. And yeah, they are I'm like they're also terrible. Totally. Yeah, his plays are really Isn't bad. Isn't that horrible? This by the way is really the most Web 2.0 disaster we've <laughs> oh, ever I know had, it. where just everyone's plugged in immediately I know to everything that Well, happens. that's what it's really gruesome. What it proved to me on a sort of another related subject with that was that when I was reading it, you know, everybody used to talk about this idea of free speech, and they the problem was you said, well, if you because people used to say, well, free speech is going to create all this hateful stuff, and basically you would say, well, the problem is that a lot of hateful stuff ends up not being good art, so it gets being it's basically ignored or not paid much attention to, and people said, but what if you had good stuff that was also hateful? And this is just further confirmation to me that random disturbed diatribes do not make for good art. Like, not only is it disturbing, the plays are terrible. Like, let me just say that out front. Like, they're also just bad plays. So it's not like this was, like, deeply yeah. compelling. I mean, from reading and it, you yet, get the sense yeah. that he was emotionally evolved to, like, a 12-year-old. Like, he was really not very developed at yeah. all. He really had no handle on... I'd like to know how he got to be a senior. Like. What was he getting in grades in these classes? Like, he's an English major. How is he passing these classes with this kind of stuff? He was an English major? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. People why were passing you, him through Why do you go fear. to Virginia Tech to be an English major? Well, he lived in Blacksburg, or lived near Blacksburg, I guess. Well, no, I, I'm sorry, they lived in suburban Washington, oh. so it wasn't that far. So It was probably the best school he could get into. That's why most people go to college. Hmm. Or they do it to act out fantasy revenge murders oh, from God. people who bullied them when they were little kids. I know. It's possible, too. I know. It's terrible. I don't know. It's it's uh, the whole experience was awful, and you know I don't know. It's just we like, have not heard the last of this. That's all I I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that down. No, I agree. On my normal optimistic moment. Copycat. Stuff? Oh yeah. I mean, and just in general, this type of thing. I mean, in part because he was such a smash hit with his media. I mean, to be fair, like he leapfrogged zillions and zillions of people in audience for his media by doing what he did, and so I think. And that, by the media playing it, by the know, way. Well, yeah, sure. Exactly. Let's they're, go with the video. They're aiding and abetting. I mean, we have. A movie about Zodiac that just came out, you know. So I think there needs to be at some point some sort of lockdown policy on media access for these types of people, yeah, these like, types of situations. Same thing with not publishing the Unabomber stuff. Same thing mm -hmm. with not, you know, the same so, argument comes up all the time. You know, it's on a Sam letters. Not showing a guy when he runs on the baseball. I was just field. thinking that exactly. There you go. Stop doing streakers <laughs> on the baseball field. Of course, my yeah. mind goes to baseball metaphors, yep. but yeah, exactly. Yep. So they just have to stop rewarding the practice, and otherwise. We're going to have a lot more of this. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Stop rewarding yeah. the practice. The other thing, for me, there's sort of a conflict because you guys know how much I love these dark forms of media, like dark movies, depressing. Oh, uh, yeah. These are some <laughs> of my favorite movies. And at the same time, I can almost guarantee you that this kid has seen The Matrix more than once, you know, given what he did. Like, I can almost guarantee that that was one of his big movies. And that's disturbing that, that that's an influence in his life, well, that he reenacted what he Did you saw hear what his favorite song was? Like, one of his favorite songs was Shine from Collective Soul. And Collective Soul said, well... You know, we, we basically are very, you know, they, they said, I don't understand, but they're like, we just want everyone to know that we're horrified and it wasn't about the song. I was like, was somebody going to be like, collective soul, you are responsible for killing people. Well, people like, did I, that with Salinger, with uh, yeah. with yeah. whatever that Judas was. Judas Priest also happened to Judas Priest. Yeah, so, and Marilyn Manson for Columbine, like, right, and that, right, was, right. that wasn't even directly and cited. And Stephen King yeah, so. for his book Rage about that kid who takes people hostage in his high school. Yeah, America loves to blame which, for this. Yep. Which, of course, you know, another one of my paranoid reactions is, like, people are going to start, you know, people like me are going to get carted off away in this overreaction to anyone who shows signs of being sad or mentally isolated or mentally different is going to get carted away. So no, that's I think also if you become a South concern. Korean immigrant, then you have something more to worry about. Because they were actually, the South Korean government yeah, was very worried about all that. Factor, yep. Yeah. Which is just weird. I mean, of course, everyone reacted racially because they're like, oh, it was a resident alien. So he wasn't even like, who cares? He grew up. I mean, the only effect that it had was that he didn't speak the language when he came here as a kid. So he got tortured by the other kids in his school, which caused him to be emotionally destroyed. But other than that, I mean, 
I, I don't understand the South Korean community freak out and all the stuff that's going yep. on. Well, they're I think it's reasonable that they're really freaking out because they're Koreans. concerned about... <laughs> they're like, what? The U.S. reacts racist? There's no precedent for that. That's uh, never happened before. Uh, no, actually, I think they, they have every reason to be very concerned yep. about preempting that exact sort of thing. So. That's true. Well, guys, friends, what an upper. Romans, countrymen, it's I know, I know, awesome. this is like, wow, this is yeah, really We exciting. had to get it out. So. We had to get it out there, it was, it was on the subject line, and it was week. that kind of deal, yeah. Um, but uh, we hope everyone Tune will... Tune in next week, thank you when for we tuning take in. on the Holocaust and 9-11. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, we've already uh, yeah, thanks, done Yeah, uh, thanks for checking us out. Um, hope everyone is, uh, you know, take care of yourselves this next week, and uh, try to, you know, keep your cell phones off when you're near any honeybees, because that's bad for them, or apparently. Really just throw away your cell phone. And, or get rid just, of it. You know, you could buzz a lot and maybe bring the bees back just be like it's okay bees and just making a quick call you know text message something like that oh also i wanted to put in one plug for the la shakespeare theater company who will be presenting uh the sunday matinee of uh, richard mcbeef coming up on uh, wednesday <laughs> oh afternoon so look out for that Jesus. And, <laughs> <laughs> but half the bee has got to be a That's amazing. No, just cut. But can a bee be said to be, or not to be, an entire bee, when half the bee is not a bee, due to some ancient injury? Singing. A la-dee-dee, a one-two-three, Eric the half a bee. B, C, D, E, F, G, Eric the Hoffa The MEP Report is brought to you by a conglomeration of cell phone companies who are united in the destruction of bees. It's also brought to you by Carl Pavano, Hangnail of the Yankees, the Vonage Corporation, and January 31st, 07. Never forget. Please visit the MEP Report at MEPReport.com. Uh, vote for us at PodcastAlley.com. And see our YouTube videos at youtube.com don't kill anyone bees for God's Eric the half a bee I love this hive employee bisected accidentally one summer afternoon by me I love him carnally he loves him carnally semi-carnally the end.